Welcome to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Fatini. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. What a beautiful week we have had. Uh, the weather has been um, on the uh, well, cooler side. We're starting to definitely getting into the uh, late summer. Uh, the night's getting cooler much uh uh, you know, much earlier, and the morning is definitely uh, uh, nice and cool. Just uh, this, this is definitely one of the best time of the year to be uh, in northeastern Ohio. Just absolutely gorgeous. We've had some uh, nice rain, uh, which will give us uh, really the moisture that we needed for this time of the year, so the plants don't uh, uh, get under stress. Um, you know, keep um, keep watering your, uh, you know, your plants. Keep watering your flowers. Uh, the end of uh, August would be a really good idea to, for you to go ahead and give uh, all the uh, your hanging baskets a, a good trim, especially the ones that they're looking uh, woody. Uh, you can cut them back, uh, you know, pretty hard. Uh, feed them asthma coat, and uh, you will find that uh, in about a week or so they'll be right back, and they'll be absolutely beautiful for the rest of the uh, the fall. Uh, most of uh, the annuals are uh, they've been bred for uh, you know cool temperatures. They love the cool of September and October. Uh, just a great you know great great time to, to have color you know around the um, around the patio or or, or any place where you spend some time uh, over there. Uh, the same thing with uh, your herbs. Make sure that you keep harvesting and make sure that you really feed them. Feed them heavy with Osmocote. Uh You want to keep those herbs growing and keep them vegetative you don't want them to harden up you don't want them to go uh to seed uh especially your basil uh you know if you start to see that seed just cut it back and uh harvest it dry it uh store it for the winter or so that you, uh, you can use it all year uh but you want to keep it growing you don't want that to go to seed because once it goes to seed it's pretty well done uh, so if uh, you start to see little seed pods on there, cut it off and um, and get the uh, you know get the plant uh, you know to to grow you know growing again. Uh, if you have not sowed any fall you know fall crops and like, like you know Swiss chard, uh, chicory, collard uh, greens, endive, escarole, radicchio, spinach, uh, these are all um, uh, greens that they'll do extremely extremely well. Uh, at this time of the year, um, you can just sow it right on top of the ground, uh, you know, get the ground ready, put some uh, compost in there, cover the seed with some sweet peat, um, and you will find that, that uh, you know, they'll come up beautifully, and uh, you'll be harvesting that for a long time this fall. When it comes in late October, uh, early November, I would go ahead and uh, cover that with uh, leaves. You want to keep it, just keep it so that it keeps the frost out. Cover the whole crop with leaves, and as you need it, just go ahead and move the leaves off, uh, cut it at the ground, and you'll find that um, it'll be very sweet. It'll be uh, really, really good. Uh, you'll really enjoy some um, uh, some vegetables that uh, uh, taste totally different than what you buy at the store. I can assure you of that. Um, uh, crabgrass has been very, very evident. I mean, uh, with, when we had those rains and that heat that really brought it on, um, you can, you know, you can definitely uh, kill that now. Uh, that will take care of it. You know, uh, we be gone plus crabgrass killer is what you want to spray it with. Uh, that, uh, that will take care of it very quickly. If you have large patches, 
uh, just go ahead and sprinkle some seed uh, right over the area uh, where the where the patches of crabgrass are at, and uh, it will come up on, on its own. Uh, another one that you're going to see a lot of is knot's edge. Knot's edge is kind of that grass that grows about twice as fast as your normal grass. It just has that real light, uh, pale green uh, color to it, very thin uh, grass-like, um, and, and it's, as I said, it spikes up. Uh, right after you cut the grass, within the next day, it shows up. Uh, if you have that, uh, use Bonite Sedge Ender. Uh, this is one that you really don't want. You don't want to pull, uh, and you want to take care of it because it does spread fast, and you wind up with a lot of it, and it kind of takes over, takes over your lawn. So if you see it, the sooner you get rid of it, the better off you're going to be. Uh, the same thing, you know, this is a great time to reseed uh, your lawn. If you have um, reseeding to do, uh, you can either lightly seed it. If you are going to seed, you know, cut your grass a little bit lower uh, than normal, drop your uh, setting down to an inch and a half, uh, seed, water it in, you know, put fertilizer down, and then wait an extra week before you cut the grass again. Uh, that, that will give the seed to really bind to the soil. Um, great timing and very, very easy to, uh, you know, to go ahead and reseed at this time of the year. Uh, nothing that happens next, you know, in September, the deer start rubbing on trees, especially young fruit trees and that you just play them with the plant skid or wrap them with the, uh, uh one of the wrappers that uh, you put right around the tree, those tr- uh, tree trunk wrappers, uh, that will, um, that those work very, very well. I wouldn't use burlap. Burlap really kind of arbors the moisture. It arbors, uh, these new plastic, um, wraps that they kind of circle right around the trunk. Are so easy to put on. It's so much. They work so much better uh, than than, um, than anything else. Uh, you know, get ahead of that because once they rub that tree, uh, chances are that the tree will be pretty much shot. So you, you want to make sure that uh, you get ahead of it. Uh, the same thing with these cool nights um, and cool mornings. Uh, the insect will start. You'll start to see uh, them looking for a home to get in. So. Uh, spray your all your um, outdoor, or, you know, especially your door jams, your, your where your garage uh, goes down, all the entrance and exit of uh, of the house. Um, uh, you, you know, make sure you spray that with Orto uh, Home Defense Max. Uh, this stuff is phenomenal. You can use it indoor. You can use it outdoor. It works phenomenal. Just uh, just go ahead and spray it. Uh, go up about three feet off the foundation up and three feet out all the way around. Uh, it creates a barrier that um, lasts the rest of the season. So uh, make sure that um, you know you, you go ahead and get ahead of that too because that, uh, like I said, that the cool nights uh, you know will promote that. Uh, bees in, in hornet wasps have been another big problem that we have either. They're building a lot of nests right now. Uh, and it also you find them in the ground. So if you you know if you see that they're building the nest, just go ahead and spray them with the, the wasp uh, spray, uh, bee spray. Uh, make sure that you knock you knock the nest out, spray the area out, and if you see them in the ground, use the spider in ground bee color dust. Uh, be very generous with that because you really want to make sure that uh, you take care of it. Uh, they, you know, especially if you have uh, young kids that uh, you know they have a tendency to, to run around barefoot, and that that can really be quite painful. So make sure that um, uh, you know that you go ahead and uh, you know take care of that. Uh, uh, September is a great month to plant. If you're going to plant any trees, any shrubs, uh, really a fa- just a great, great time. The um, the soil temperature is high. The, you know, you're, you're in the uh, high 70s, low 80s uh, in the soil. 
real cool at night. Good, the moisture lasts a lot longer, so you don't have to, to do quite as much watering. Um, some of the best ornamental trees that uh, the plant in the area over here, these are all more on the dwarf side. Uh, all the different varieties of hydrangea trees. Uh, these, you know, these will grow in a very small area, probably about a, a four by four foot area. A lot of color. They bloom pretty much all summer. Uh, very hardy. Really no spraying to speak of. Uh, there's no disease that uh, gets to them. Just absolutely spectacular to have uh, in your landscape. Weeping cherries. Uh, it's another plant that, um, uh, you know, will fit the space about six by six or six by eight. Um, and you can uh, pretty much, uh, you know, fill a, a real nice area or use it as a focal point. Uh, great, great uh, plant for our landscape. They do extremely well in our area. Uh, just uh, something that these trees uh, get, get better and better as time goes on. Uh, red buds, all the new, all the new varieties of red buds are absolutely spectacular. The, the, the foliage is very large. The colors are extremely vivid. You, you have yellows, you have red, you have orange, uh, you have a chartreuse, a wine color, um, they're, they're weepers, they're dwarfs, and they do extremely, extremely well in our, in our area. Uh, look at the red buds. You will really, really, uh, put something that every year it's just going to get better and better and better in your landscape and you're going to enjoy them immensely. Uh, they've done wonders with um, with the red buds. Uh, uh, we only used to have the white and the uh, and the pink um, uh, upright. Then we started to have some red-leaved ones. But now with all these new varieties that they weep and the, the, the foliage is very large. So not only you get that beautiful flower in the spring, but the foliage is just exceptional. Um, all the dwarf flowering crabs, a lot of beautiful varieties of flowering crabs that they are on the dwarf side. They're all disease resistant. They do extremely, extremely well in our area. Uh, a lot of different varieties to pick from over there. Uh, Cleveland pear. Uh, of all the pairs, the Cleveland Select pair is still the best one. Uh, does it, it's narrow, uh, doesn't take up a lot of room. Uh, it'll fit in a, you know, not quite as large of a space as uh, some of the other, uh, uh, big, bigger trees do. Uh, just a great, great, uh, tree for our landscape. Uh, it does, gets better and better. The same thing here. It really very seldom ever needs any trimming. Uh, pretty much uh, disease resistant. Uh, not no no insects that you know that attack. Uh, just a great plant to have in our landscape. Uh, the best shade tree is still the red sunset maple. Uh, I still haven't found one that's actually uh, better than that from a standpoint of uh, a medium uh, uh, height and uh, and width. Uh, and the fall color is just absolutely spectacular. Very very dense. Uh, just a great plant. Um, a great tree for our landscape. And sugar maples. Some of the new hybrids of sugar maples are absolutely spectacular. With a the the trunk, the bark is very clean. Just really really beautiful to look at. And and as the plant gets older, it just it gets better and better. And the fall color is just uh, breathtaking with the uh, yellow, orange uh, color into it uh, with a little bit of red tint in it. Just a, just a spectacular. Some of the um, the best shrubs that um, you can put in your landscape, they'll give you a lot of color. Uh, these are all mostly on the dwarf side. Very, very easy to grow. Uh, just spectacular uh, plants. These are all new uh, uh, varieties. Uh, mostly all proven winners, uh, the uh, Barberries, the Sanjoy series. Uh, this is a dwarf, extremely colorful, anywhere from red to orange to ye uh, yellow uh, to a uh, to a salsa uh, type of color. I mean, it just awesome, awesome plants for a landscape. Uh, uh, very, very easy to grow. The Kletras, 
Uh, the ruby spice, extremely um, a fragrant. Uh, hummingbirds love this plant. The vanilla spice, the same thing. Hummingbirds love the, the, these are more on the dwarf side. Um, beautiful foliage, beautiful flowers, uh, just great, great for our landscape. The Forsythia, the show-off variety is by far the best. The flowers are about three inches across, very, very vivid, uh, uh, just great color, uh, great foliage, uh, dense. It doesn't get wild-looking, uh, uh, just a great plant, um, you know, for our for our landscape. The hibiscus. Um, the uh, azuri blue. This is one of the the uh, like the sky blue uh, color, but extremely uh, 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 strong flowering. It's seedless. It does not seed itself. Uh, just a, a great plant. And the chiffon series. All the colors are just breathtaking. These look like a bunch of roses on a on a bush. The flowers are about four or five inches across. Uh, they look like a, uh, the center is like a rose, and then it just kind of opens up and pops out. Uh, the, there's a new variety, the pink one. Uh, pink chiffon is just stunning. Um, you, there's no way you would ever think that there would be an hibiscus. It looks just like a bundle, just a one big bundle of color um, on the, um, you know, in the landscape. All the new hydrangeas, the arborescence varieties, uh, the Annabelles and the Incredibles, they have all the, the new uh, Wii series. Um, uh, these are all dwarfs, a uh, lot of different colors in there. Uh, you can have a spectacle just with these varieties, extremely, extremely hardy, extremely easy to grow. Uh, just uh, great plants to have in our landscape. Uh, all the microphilias. Uh, when you look for microphilias, make sure that you always uh, double check that they are rebloomers. You want rebloomers. You don't want the one that just bloom on the old wood. You want them to rebloom because they will bloom late into October and November. Uh, they'll have a lot of color in the fall and plus all the uh, the spring color. The new paniculatas, there's just such a huge uh, selection of those that they bloom all summer, very easy to grow. There's not really uh, diseases that get to these plants. If you want color around the, your patio, the area where you spend time at, this stuff is just just breathtaking. All the new spireas, uh, all the new proven winter spireas, all dwarfs, beautiful foliage, beautiful flowering, all rebloomers, they never stop blooming. The potentilla. There's a new variety called a Happy Face. It's a PW variety. Um, this one over here, uh, it just uh, uh, unbelievable. It, it's just full bloom. The the brightness of the flowers are just amazing. This plant is never out of bloom. It starts blooming about mid-May, and it will be in bloom all the way into into November. Uh, the, the in the lilacs, the dark bloomerang is the only one that really uh, made the cut. Uh, the other ones really have not um, done. Uh, they have not been as good as what they uh, thought. But the bloomerang purple is the only one that really made that. Um, these are all plants that they're um, you know they're extremely they're proven to be uh, really winners uh, and just a great great plant for our landscape. Things that you're going to enjoy for years. Um, and you know when you go to plant these things, also make sure you don't put them too close. Make sure that you give them the space. Uh, make sure that you really take the time to uh, uh, understand how the plant grows so that uh, it becomes something that uh, of value and something that you're going to enjoy for years and years to come. Not something that you're going to be ripping out in the four or five years where they be, they overtake the area or they become too big or too woody. 
Um, so make sure that, um, you know, you give them the little space, do a little bit of, uh, understanding of what the plan does and, uh, you, you will be very, uh, well rewarded for it. You are listening to Guardian with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You're listening to Gardening with Angelo, our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? What a beautiful fall! Oh boy, this is I love uh, it. this I is just uh, love it. Uh, we you know we are so lucky to live uh, in this amazing place here. It you really better is. believe yeah, it. It really is. Listen, I have a question. I have three bushes that are flowering bushes. I have the forsythia, I have the weeping cherry tree, and I have the dutsia. Do I trim those in the fall? Or do I leave them alone? Uh, the uh, forsythia you don't touch. The dutsia you can definitely trim that. Okay. Uh, uh, you can um, you know cut it down to like a, a basketball size. Okay. And um, uh, when while you're doing that, uh, look inside if you see any uh, uh, old wood, any wood that uh, you see if the bark is peeling on it, uh-huh. uh, with a hand pruner, just go ahead and take that out. Um, in a, when it blooms in the spring, uh, right after it's done blooming. Uh, go ahead and trim it, you know, trim it again. It does okay. not, it does not rebloom, but, um, it will send all the new, uh, wood out, which is absolutely beautiful. Yes. Um, and I would just, uh, that, it, it's one that you want to trim a couple of times a year. Uh, okay. but that, that, uh, that will give you a lot of, a lot of foliage, uh, really a great plant, great plant. Yeah. The, the, the weeping cherry, the best time to trim that is in the winter time when the leaves are all off. You can pretty much see what the tree looks like. Uh-huh. Um, if, if, and, uh, the, the most important thing on those, if you have any branches that, that cross over, you want to remove those. And the one, when the leaves are off, they're very easy to see. Then as far as the length of the tree, uh, the branches weeping down to the ground, it's really more more of a, uh, a, you know, a preference, um, uh, you know, what you prefer. Uh-huh. Uh, some people like them all the way down to the ground. Some people like them a couple of feet off the ground. Um, so it just doesn't matter what appeals to your eye. Um, I would just, uh, just, but trimming, you know, you, you, you want to do it by the, by the end of, uh, March. You want to be done with that. And also, if you see that the crown gets to be overcrowded, uh-huh. um, too many branches in one area, thin it out because it'll do the tree a lot of good. Okay. But, uh, the forsythia, leave it alone. I'll leave that said? alone. You, you want to trim that right after it's done blooming. And as soon as it's done blooming, you can actually cut that down to like about eight, ten inches. You'll get all the new wood out of the ground and out of the wood that you leave there. Uh, the, the plant will be so much more compact and so much fuller and so much better plant. Yeah, because right now it's wild looking. Yeah, if it's wild looking now, just leave it alone. And then when it comes in the spring, when it's down blooming, you can actually cut it down to the ground, like okay. about three or four inches. Okay. Uh, and by the end of June, it'll be about uh, three to four foot. And I would do that every year. Uh, you will not have that wild look where it, it just goes everywhere. And it also yeah, right, uh, it'll right. bloom so much better. Okay. okay. Very good. Thank you, Angela. All right. You have well, a nice fall. En- enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Okay. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Wonderful. Uh, when can I trim an oak leaf hydrangea? The oak leaf, uh, right after it's down blooming, um, and when you trim them, uh, you know, you know, after they're down blooming, uh, just kind of shape them. 
uh, you know, don't don't cut them too too hard. Um, the uh, the new varieties are dwarfs. You know, it, some of the old varieties are pretty tall. Do you know which one do you have by any chance? With, well, with, I've had it in about fifteen years, so it's yeah, so it's, it's one, one of the old. Yeah, uh, they're they're bigger. You know, they're much taller. Uh, right. those, yeah, you can go. You they bloom on new wood, so you can go ahead and cut those back. Uh, when it comes in the spring, you can go ahead and cut them back halfway. Uh, feed them; they will rebranch, and that's where all the flowers will come from. Okay, now I have one now that I haven't trimmed because I like I like the look of the old blossoms. Can I still trim it now? Yeah, you can take the blossoms off, but I would, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you can trim it now. But I, yeah. I would just let it go. But if you know, it, depending on where they're positioned, if you have the if you have the space, uh, they really get better and better if you just leave them alone. Oh yeah. yeah, this one's huge. It must be eight or nine feet, but yeah. it's beautiful. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, you can, you know, you can, you can trim it. You can go ahead and trim it now. You know, if you want to, if it, if it's interfering with other things, you can definitely it shape it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can definitely do that with no problem. Okay, one other question: Japanese anemones that are they're just spectacular. Mm-hmm. They're blooming now. Yeah, they're just starting. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when can I move those? The best time to move them would be in the spring. Uh, and the best time to do that is when you start to see them, them come up. They're, they're like about two inches out of the ground. Yeah. You can take right. you can take the whole clump and move it. Um, I wouldn't split them too much because you really you know they, they, you want they, they don't uh, mo- they don't get big fast. You really want them to be nice and full. Uh, so if you okay. are if you're going to split it, I wouldn't split it more than than uh, than like two, you know make it in two. Okay, you know. I- I, they seem to spread by tunneling. Is that how they? Spread? Yeah, they do. They, yes. Yeah okay. yeah. yeah. okay. Great. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, you show. have a you have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Arangelo. Good morning. Andrew. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Uh, I have a uh, young lilac, uh, ten inches tall, just planted this spring. Trying to keep the dogs off of that from wetting it, so I put a fence around it. A little. Um, chicken wire fence. Uh-huh. How long do I need to protect that? And also, I have some white, uh, seems to be fungus on the leaves. Uh, that over there, it's uh, from humidity. I would just go ahead and uh, spray with some fungicide. Uh, if you okay. have, uh, you know, copper fungicide, it'll work real well. Um, the um, once the plant gets a little bit bigger, uh, if the dog uh, you know has a tendency to go on it, uh, just use yeah. like some um, uh, pepper wax. Um, you know, just spray with uh, hot pepper wax. Uh, that that kind of keeps them out. It, it doesn't hurt the dog. It does, they just smell it and send it, and uh, they'll they'll go somewhere else. But does it do the dogs harm it if they do wet it? Uh, such a young plant, or no? No, it, it, well, yeah, it won't it won't hurt the, it won't hurt the plant at all, and it won't hurt the dog. It, it, no, that's it. Okay. They, it's something that they smell. They smell the the hot pepper, and um, they, they just uh, stay away from it. Okay. Uh, and my tomato plants. Uh, can I thin out some of the um, some of the stems? Oh, absolutely, are, are absolutely. Yeah, still, yeah. You, you definitely want flowering or no? Well, no. If the the, the ones that they're flowering, leave that alone. But anything, all the suckers in between, all the bottom leaves, you want to take all those out. Can I take any more out, or am I still going to get flowers on my tomatoes? Uh, it, you know, it all depends on the variety. If they are indeterminate, uh, they will keep flowering uh, all the way through the end of September. If they are determinate, whatever they put out on the first time, they'll, they'll pretty much be done. Okay. 
Uh, when should I fortify my garden? When I'm done with it uh, here in the late fall or in the spring with manure and all that? Stuff? I, I would do that in the fall. I would do that in the fall if you can. Okay. And in my lawn, I've got a wide-bladed, dark green grass growing. Um, how do I get rid of that? Info? I, I, I think it's crabgrass, what you're describing. It's real flat, real flat to the ground. Well, well no, it's, it's a pretty straight up. Uh, straight up. Dense, okay, that's a fescue. Yeah, that's a fescue. But I, the, the only way that you can get rid of that is with Roundup. I'll just go ahead and spray it with Roundup, wait a few days, and just sprinkle some seed in the area where, where that's at. Very good. All well, right. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Enjoy the weekend. Yep. Bye-bye. We're going to take a short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petini. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo, our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Morning, get out, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Angela. How, How are we doing? doing? Great. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, we planted one of the fire and ice hydrangeas uh-huh. uh, about two weeks ago and staked it. And uh, can I cut the blooms off? Yeah, if they're, uh, if the blooms are uh, spent, cut them off. Uh, believe it or not, uh, you have enough time for them to rebloom. Oh, great. And um, what should I feed it with for the winter? Uh, uh, the, not a thing. Did you, when you planted it, did you feed it? Yes. Okay, you're set for the year. The time that you uh, feed them again will be next spring, end uh, of March. And then you feed them again at the end of June, early July, and that's about it. And in the spring, uh, cut the um, uh, cut the top back. Uh, just picture about a 12-inch basketball. That's pretty much how you want that tree to look at the end of March when you get done trimming it. Okay, great. Um, I cut back the irises, and when I cut them back, there's a whole area of the risins that had grown together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to replant them. Of course, I have to separate them. Is there a uh, good place to put them? You want to, you know, you want to put them in an area where they, the soil drains well. They don't like wet ground and uh, in a sunny area. But what's really critical on those, when you go to replant them, you want those rhizomes to be exactly the way they are on top of the ground now. Do not bury them. If you bury them, they will either rot or they won't bloom. Uh, now the, the risins look very healthy. But yeah, but I'm saying, but when you, you, you yeah, when you go to replant them, you want the rhizomes to be at the same level with the ground as they are now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. How about uh, my japonica is very uh, pale, very uh, pale green. What does it uh, mean? I, I would I would feed that uh, holly tone and iron tone. Okay. Yeah, feed that uh, very heavy now, and I would feed that again in November. Okay. And uh, I planted a whole bunch of months. How will I make sure that they come back next year? Mulch them. Don't cut them back and mulch them. You know, when it comes uh, November, just put about the three, four inches of mulch around the base all the way around. Uh, that's really about all you have to do. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Enjoy them. Have a good weekend. Have a mm-hmm. great weekend. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Great. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good, good. Good. Um, I have several questions here. One, I've uh, got a number of violets, and I want to I wanna kill some of those out. What do I do? The, 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 uh, 
the best one would be either um, Wheat Beater Ultra. Um, uh, uh, just make sure that you get them. You may have to do them twice. Sometimes the the rhizomes will reshoot, uh, but that's the best one to, to to use on that. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, and I've got um, a Russian sage, and I wanna I wanna move it. Uh, is it okay to move it now? No, it's it's in bloom right now. What I would do, wait until it's done blooming. Okay. Um, you know, mid to late September. Uh, you can go ahead and move it down. It'll be just fine. Okay. Uh, can I can I split that? Am I able to split that and plant? Well, I mean you, you can, uh, but you know, Russian sage it's a it's a slow grower, um, and if uh, to get that really beautiful full look uh, to them, uh, it takes uh, you know quite a few years to get to that point. Okay. Uh, you could split it, but uh, I, you know, personally, I would, that's one of the parameters I would not recommend the split. Okay. All right. And uh, I want to do some trimming to a Japanese maple I have. Is it uh, better to do that um, you know, once they lose their leaves in the fall or in the spring? Well, the, you know, if you have any branches that sometimes they have a tendency to you know, get in the way or something, you can go ahead and, and trim that now. Okay. Uh, the best time to trim is really in the winter, in the winter time, February, March. Okay. Um, all the leaves will be off, and then at that time you can really see the inside of it. Uh, you know, they have a tendency to get extremely, extremely thick mm-hmm. uh, inside. Uh, not a bad idea to thin them out. So if you see areas where you see way too much of a branching in one spot, uh, nothing wrong with taking some out. Uh, that you'll do the, you'll do the tree a lot of good. Okay, all right. And do you know anything about um, hibiscus, hardy hibiscus fireball? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I, I because I'm looking at at putting a hardy hibiscus, but I don't have a large, large yard. I'm looking for something that kind of could fit in there and, and wondered if that um, had to also, because I know a lot of them get flowers they, so they get They get they very, yeah, they get very big. Heavy, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably the uh, the Bella series would be the, um, uh, the, the best one. They're, they're a much uh, shorter uh, you know, variety. Uh, the w, uh, you know, they get to be about two feet. Uh, the other ones, they can be pretty, you know, they can get quite big. And do they all need to be um, uh, supported? I mean, no, uh, no, no, okay. no, no, those won't, no. Okay, very good. All, all right. right. Thanks very yeah. much. Enjoy your day. Yeah, yeah bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Mar- Mar- Angelo. Good morning, Good morning. Angelo. How we doing? I'm doing great, and you? Really good, thank you. <laughs> you mentioned earlier Clethra. Mm-hmm. I planted this year three of the dwarf variety, mm-hmm. and I made a rookie mistake. I planted them too close. They grew really well this year. When can I move them? Uh, end of September. Okay. Early October. Uh, you can go ahead and replant them. Uh, uh, also, uh, when they come, you know, uh, uh, in a, they bloom on new wood. Uh, so every spring, you can go ahead and cut those back. Uh, uh, I would cut them back hard. Uh, and uh, I would also uh, look inside the plant and make sure that you remove any of the old wood. You want to keep that wood always fresh and young. Um, and uh, you'll be able to you know, uh, very visibly look uh, in there and see the wood that needs to be removed. Uh, do not be afraid to cut it. Do not be afraid to uh, 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 uh you know, to, to you know, to the naked eye, it may look sometimes a little bit uh, severe, 
but don't worry about it. They will grow beautifully uh, right back. Uh, and the best time to do that is uh, the end of uh, March, uh, early April. Uh, it's, it's really good to, to do that when they just start. You'll see the, where the, um, the, the leaf will start. It looks like a little bead on there. When you okay. see that little bead there, that's perfect time to go ahead and cut them and trim the, the whole thing and then look inside and remove uh, that. And the, uh, that, that, those are just amazing uh, plants. Uh, they bloom for a long time. The foliage has got such a beautiful sheen on it. Uh, hummingbirds go nuts over those, uh, those plants and butterflies go nuts over those plants. Oh, I love it already. So I will. I will do all that, and I won't be afraid to prune yeah, it. Yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to prune it because uh, within uh, at that time, within two weeks, you'll never even know where you made the cut. <laughs> Super. Now, one other thing. I planted three yuccas a couple years ago. I love the look mm-hmm. of the yuccas. Yep. But this year, I have got probably six, seven, eight small yuccas popping up out of the ground. Yeah, the, I uh, don't. Yeah. I don't want them. Uh, you can How just, do I get rid of them? Just pop them out. Just pop them out. That's it, it, a little potato there. Um, just take take it, take them out. Well, now, do you mean with a shovel? Yeah, dig, yeah. Dig just yeah, just dig them up. Just dig now, them would up. Would you? I don't like to do this, but would you? Think that I need to put any Roundup where I dug no, them up? No, 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 they, they, okay. no. They'll be. They should be okay. Yeah, the um, uh, all the yuccas. What they do? They generate a, a like a um, like a, a mass of potatoes underneath, um, like about the, the size of a like a two to two to two and a half inch potato, um, and that that's how they kind of regenerate themselves. Uh, but if you see some come out, just uh, is it green or, or the uh, variegated one? It is all green. All green, yeah. The green the greens are much much more aggressive. Uh, the variegated ones uh, they'll never do that. Mm-hmm. I have one variegated. Yeah. It has not done it. Yeah. But the green one. The green one. The green one will do that. So just dig them up. Just dig them up, yeah. Okay. Or, or, or another thing that you could do, if you see it, as, as soon as you see it pop out of the ground, then mm-hmm. you could hit it with Roundup at that time. What you do, instead of spraying with the Roundup, just put Roundup on a sponge and just wipe it wipe, wipe it with the sponge. Uh, that will take care of it. Super. Thanks, Angelo, All very right. much. Have a Thanks. great day. Yeah. You Bye-bye. also. Bye-bye. Morning, our Angelo. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. I have two quick questions. You partially answered one of mine. I have a peachy hydrangea tree in the backyard, <clears throat> and the blooms are gigantic. Mm-hmm. And the, with this last heavy rain has taken the, the Take them down. They're on the ground. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, right now, there's not a whole lot that you can do, but mm-hmm. next year, um, I'll tell you what you do. So, um, you know, comes in the spring, uh, cut the, you know, by spring, I mean like the end of uh, March, mm-hmm. uh, cut the top of that, uh, like, you know, the size of a 12, 15-inch basketball. Mm-hmm. So at, by the uh, end of May, uh, early June, uh, they're going to be out, you know, probably about uh, 18, 24 inches, the, the new growth. Mm-hmm. Take the new growth and cut it back halfway. That what now the blooms will be smaller, yeah. but you're going to have four to five times the blooms. Okay. Uh, what I would do now, if the flowers have hit the ground and they're shot, cut that off, 
and um, they will actually re- they will actually uh, have enough time to rebloom. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, how far back? Just maybe. Uh, you can cut it back, uh, you know, down to like about uh, uh, fifteen, eighteen inches. Another question: I have a wagalia that's just growing like crazy. Can I trim that back at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can trim it back, sure. Okay, and those were my questions. Thank you so all much. All right, well, enjoy the day. Thank you. Yeah, bye bye. Morgan Arangelo. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. Hope you uh, have a great day today. Oh. I've got a quick questions. Figs. Um, I've got three of them in uh, planters. Uh, got a fairly good crop of the Celeste, but we have a lot of them on there that are not ripening. They're about the size of a marble. Should we leave them or take them off? I, I'd leave them. I'd okay. leave them. You know, if you have, um, if we have a uh, warm October, uh, they will make they will make it to the size. Okay. Uh, just it, it, it all it all becomes weather related at that time. Um, do you have a white one? Uh, when you say white, you mean like you know white white uh, white fig? No. Okay, if you get it, there's one called Alma. It's a white fig. It's probably the most sweetest, the sweetest fig I've ever eaten. Um, and um, the and they produce like crazy. They produce a lot earlier. Uh, you get uh, you get uh, really a much much better crop off of that. And you've got them on trust that. Well, source. I don't know if we have them now, but we will. We 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 do have them at the greenhouse. The crop for next year. Got it. Um, okay. But that one there, look for it. It's called Alma. It, um, it. Uh, the the figs are about uh, two inches across, uh, but it produces like crazy, and they're like really biting the honey. That's how sweet they are. Got it. I'll I'll check in the spring yeah. one uh, at your stores. Um, the other question I have is they're not obviously. I'm not going to re, uh, repot them now, but. When do I want to repot them? They're getting, they're getting the, the end. Out. The end of uh, the end of March is the best okay. time to do that. And when you do it, uh, make sure that you cut, take the bottom of the pot, take about the two, two and a half, three inches off the bottom. Just cut yep. that straight across. Then on the side, any uh, any root that's uh, thicker than a pencil, uh, with a hand pruner, go ahead and cut all those off, and then break up all the sides. You know as much as you can. Uh, then put some fresh potting soil at the bottom and then fill the size of uh, when you potting soil. Eventually, it needs to go into a bigger, you yeah. know, how big of a pot is it in now? Right now, but they're about 22 inches diameter. Yeah, but, you know, you, you get to like to a 25-inch. Uh, you can actually keep it there for a long time okay. uh, by doing what I just told you to do. Got it. We'll do that. Uh, changing subjects, spirea on the side of the house. It's uh, the northeast uh, side of the house. Very little sunlight. Uh, they do get fed with a uh, the plantone in early spring, let's say late March, early yeah. April, and then the the osmocote in in, in, let's in say, summer. early summer. Yeah. But we're I'll cut them back. But some of them are still they've been there for probably fifteen, sixteen years. It, it, it's the wrong place for um, they, they, they you know they love uh, the west and the south. It, it's a, it. it's a high sunlight uh, plant. Uh, what I would do is that we, you know, uh, when it comes uh, late September, you can go ahead and move them, um, and uh, then you know in the spring just cut them back to, to like a eight inch basketball, uh, and remove some of the oldest wood in there, uh, let it regenerate all you know. But if you get it in full in a full light, uh, they'll be a, a totally different plant than they are now. Yeah, there's no place to really move them. Everything else is finished landscape. Yeah. So 
is there anything I can do to promote a little bit more growth? They, they do get. Water. I mean, yeah, you can you know you can put Osmocote uh, on there instead of using Plantone. Use Osmocote in early spring. You know that'll give it a lot more nitrogen. Uh, but I said that what uh, what what's really stopping it is the fact that it's not getting the sunlight that it right. needs. That's what I, I figured that. I just didn't. I was hoping there was a magic bullet for no, it. But no, that, that, that's, not, that's not really. Fine. Not really. What is the rule of thumb on Wajilia newer? Uh, we, we've got some that we planted uh, last fall that have been, they're still blooming right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when is the rule of cutting those back and as, trimming? As, as soon as they're done blooming now, cut them back again, feed them. They're gonna, they got plenty of time to rebloom again. Okay. They will actually um, see where the end of August. They, uh, are they done? Uh, how are, at what stage is the bloom now? Um, they, it's still got some flowers on there. Okay. If if they're, if it's seventy five percent done, cut them back now. Feed them. They'll be they'll be in full bloom again by the end of uh, September, and they'll bloom well into November. Okay. And I'm feeding them with Osmocote. I would I feed them with you know plant tone and iron tone. Plant tone and iron tone, and in the spring. Uh, plant plant or an iron tone. It, it just use that. Just use that. Uh, spring and um, and summer. Uh, that's really all you need. Give it a really good heavy dose of that. That's all they need. It, it, uh, that has a residual. It's a uh, it's an organic that stays there. It doesn't run out. It just stays into the soil. You're basically building it uh, year in and year out. Uh, it's um, the after you use it about two or three years, it's really amazing what the plants look like. The sheen and the foliage, uh, it's just uh, totally different than, uh, Asmacote, uh, you know, works very well from a, you know, it, it's, it's a much higher nitrogen, so it does give them the boost in that. But for, for the general landscape, what, what you want to use Asmacote on is really more on flowers and perennials. In the summertime, when you're using that on perennials and flowers, you're looking for vegetation. That's what it does, you know, quick, quick, really. Um, on shrubs, you really don't want, the, you really don't want to promote a quick growth. You want to promote just nice, natural, slow growth. Understand, and for the wajilia that are not blooming, they've already spent their blooms. Depending on varieties, you can go ahead and trim those. But depending on varieties, uh, most of all the new varieties now are either rebloomers or they just don't stop blooming. Okay. Yeah, I think these are just, they're continuing to bloom. They're not re-blooming. They're just continuously Continu- bloom. Continue, right. Then just, um, you know, if they get to be a little bit bigger than, than you, you, you want them, uh, you can go ahead and, you know, touch them up and trim them and then feed them. In a spring, you can go ahead and cut those things back down to like, you know, uh, a, a six, eight inch, uh, mound. Okay. Um, and then the same thing in those, they do, their wood does get old. Get a hand pruner, get inside of it. Any, any, real old wood and you can tell that by the bark if that bark is peeling you'll see cracks in the bark that that wood needs to go so what i am pruner just trim that off and uh, you'll have all new growth and uh like i said these uh, a lot of these new varieties now they're just quite uh, unbelievable the uh, uh they will they just don't stop blooming they got that beautiful foliage and beautiful color all summer long so but if you don't cut them hard in the spring over two three years you wind up with a build up of that old wood yeah. and then it becomes a lot harder for you then you have to cut it down to the ground and it's a little bit more sporadic but if you do it on a yearly basis you can keep that plant look so incredibly beautiful and the the genetics on, on these plants has been improved to a level 
uh, that is just quite amazing uh, from, you know, uh, no discoloration there's uh, no uh, no fungus on the foliage uh, it stays very vibrant that's where that uh, that plant tone and, and iron tone really works incredibly well it gets into the system of the plant and it just does not run out understand that's great uh, one other question and I'll and I'll get out of your hair with respect back to the figs I'm only using uh, or have been only using the plant tone yeah that's that's fine that's okay. all you need. That's no, all. No, no osmocote? No, no. You don't want that on them. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate right. it. Have a great day. You yeah. too, sir. Bye-bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hi, Angelo. How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Hey, just got a question on moving some things. Uh, first thing is creeping flocks. No problem. It's, it's, you can, it's so delicate. I, you can no, no. You, you can let it move it now. Don't 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 be afraid of it. Dig up the clump. Um, you know, if you have to, if you got to split it up, you can actually split it and replant them. Okay. The only thing that you got to be uh, aware of is that uh, uh, for about uh, ten days, make sure that uh, you keep an eye on the moisture. If we okay. get uh, no rain, make sure it gets good and soaked every day. Uh, if we have rain, just let it go. But try not to cut it back, right? Keep keep it as uh, you, you can cut it back. No, or? you can cut it back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can take a, you can take cut it back halfway. Oh, okay, good. That'd be easier. That'd be a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. So uh, asparagus too. I want to move a patch. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, did they start to turn yellow yet? No, no. Okay, wait until they turn yellow. Okay. Okay. Uh, and when you know when you do that, when you go to move them, uh, make sure that you prepare that soil about ten to twelve inches deep. Make sure you really put some you know uh, or great organics in there. Uh, you can put some sweet peat in there, really work it in well, but put it deep. And when you go to replant them, make sure that you dig the trench and then go ahead and set them in there. Gotcha. And then uh, I have the, an old uh, climbing rose bush that I want to move to a different location. Um, the best I, best time for that would be probably the end of March. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll wait until spring. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then last thing, uh, I have a large patch of, of old... Uh, hosta mm-hmm. and infiltrated with a lot of leaves uh, needs to be dug up and resplit. When's the best time to cut that uh, back? I, I would go that? ahead and do that now. Yeah. What you do? Cut. You know. Cut. Take all the foliage off. All okay. Good. Yeah. T- take that off. Uh, split it. You said that it's got a lot of weeds in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, split it when you're all done. When you get it done, shake the soil off. Get the hose, wash off, wash off all the uh, the the uh, root system on it. Uh, just get everything off of it. Uh, uh, get the ground ready before you do this, where you're going to move them to, and just go ahead and plant them. Water them in; they'll be just fine. So perfect. So don't have to worry about keeping all the soil. No, no. Oh, just you know, take just take the soil off, off, wash them off. The that thing. way you get you get all the weeds out of there. Right. Um, you know, just you know, get inside of the inside of the clump and just you know, uh, wash all that out and uh, uh, just probably just don't don't leave them sitting around. Just let's say get the ground ready where they're gonna go and then dig the clump and do all of that and then go ahead and replant them. And cut them like all the way all down. the way down like about two inches. Gotcha. Oh, super. Thanks a lot. Andrew. All right, we have a great day. You too. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, get out, Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Well, good morning. We have about one minute. Okay, I just have two quick questions. One is uh, I have a tree in the front that's actually the city's, but it has borash. Is there anything to, to no. do to save that? No, no. Oh? No, just have them take it out and um, make sure that they remove everything. 
Okay. All right. The other thing is um, my lilac tree is kind of tall and spindly. You know, not full out. Uh-huh. So. Is it um, uh, is it a tree or is it a bush? Well, I think it's more like a tree. Okay. It's taller than me. Okay, and um, so the, the the it's got a trunk, and then the 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 plant starts at top. Yes. Okay, and what do you want to do with it? I want it to be. Uh, it just looks kind of sparse you know uh, the best time to do that is after it blooms in the spring okay uh to go ahead and cut it back you know as hard as you want on it you can take 50 60 percent of that off okay that will that will uh, get the growth to you know to, to fill out uh, feed it uh really well in the spring uh plantone and iron and feed it again at the end of june early july uh, twice a year. Uh, do that on a yearly basis. You'll find that the plant will do a lot better and also trim it every year right after it's down blooming. Okay, plantone and iron. Iron yep. Okay, trim in the spring. Yep. Yearly. After, okay. after it blooms. Okay, thank you. All right, well, you have a great day. You too. Yeah, bye-bye. Well, the hour is pretty well gone. What a gorgeous day out there. What a gorgeous weekend. Um, you know, we've had uh, really a beautiful week weather-wise. Uh, th- this is uh, by far, you know, probably our most uh, favorite time of the year. Uh, enjoy it. Be safe. And I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.